I can't promise you'll feel better after this. But I guarantee we'll talk about it, we'll laugh about it, and we'll go on with our day. So I recommend grabbing your favorite drink, grab your smokes, and let's hash this shit out. This is Talking At You, Season 2. Hello everybody, name's Rob, Talking At You. Been a while. Today's subject's going to be about teenage dating. And I'm three times over now. I uh, raised a couple. One was a boy, one was a girl. Currently have a 13-year-old jumping into the dating world. Recently, she she had a relationship which was really just a tester one. It didn't really go anywhere. They didn't actually date or do anything. It's more of an online relationship. Got to call each other boyfriend girlfriend at school. So that didn't pan out. There really wasn't any mo- emotions there and no real effort to see each other. So we all knew how that was going to turn out. And then she kind of uh, rebounded. Uh, after about a week, her friends set her up with a kid from another school. It did well. Um, it's doing well. But now, now she's thinking she's, uh, I want to say, she, she sounds like she's just bored with it or she's just not ready for a full-on real relationship he's he's all wants to do this every weekend weekend ice skating you know 13 year old stuff she's starting to think you know with covid all the, every, everything being opened up and less restrictions that she doesn't want to be restricted and she wants to see her friends more and Stuff like that, and she's thinking he's gonna be clingy and he's gonna take up a lot of her time. Which I explained to her that's that's a relationship, you gotta put your time in if you want something worth effort. Uh, so I don't have a lot of teenage, like early teenage experience. I kind of got into the dating field a little late in that game. She asks me, uh, How do I break up? this guy he's a nice guy i he apparently already said he loved her which oof um that might have what scared her but anyway so my experiences all i have is mostly you know 16 and up so i can maybe help better in those age groups but i'm telling her you know go easy on them have a good speech uh you don't want to screw this kid up for every future woman. If anything, the best thing that's going to come out of it is he doesn't say I love you within a month. And that is really a, a great lesson that we all learn. So so I had, like I said, two other ones to deal with this. I had a, another daughter, my oldest, and she she didn't get into the dating game till later in life. Not really sure what her goal was, what she was looking for. She did uh i guess her first boyfriend was kind of a needy guy good looking um great at sports you know every dad knows like oh yeah this guy's this guy's good material right um but extremely emotionally damaged uh and it followed suit she kind of i don't want to say she's she's an empath but she definitely took in a lot of his shit and she tried fixing it and it just I think mentally it got in there and it, it scrambled her up a bit. After him, um, she took a little hiatus and ended up meeting a guy probably 
he wasn't really that older than her. I mean, he was like, she was, she was like, I don't know, she was, she might have been like 17, 18, he was, I think, 20. So, I didn't like that, the idea that he's already out of school and she's still finishing school. Plus, he had a kid or something. It's like, this is, I mean, and I think, like, married for a very short period of time. And, and you know, my dad, Radar, um... It says, run, stay away, you have no reason to be this obligated at 18, and I don't know, I mean, maybe it was bad advice, maybe put a seed in her head that she didn't want to be with this guy, but I think it's, it was way too early, and I don't even care, that's just something at 18 you don't gotta take on, you're still figuring out your shit, so, so that didn't last long, and then she met another guy, her age group, you know, this is when she was graduated college, so uh, she met him through school. Everything was great. He's kind of a kind of a weirdo, <laughs> but I stayed out of it this time. Figured she's figured things out. She'll she'll learn, and she's seen it. At some point, you know, they were weren't really doing friend things together. They were kind of running their own separate lives, and he was kind of a I don't know. I mean, whatever. But he wasn't. He wasn't the same level as she was. She was. He was still maturing. She was already there. So she just kind of cut that one off. And I didn't get all the details. And you never do as a parent. But as far as I know, they're not even on talking terms. So, anyways, yeah. So she. She's still learning. She's right now not dating anybody. My son. He's. I don't know, I guess he's, he started like maybe 12 or 13 even. That didn't go well. Um, I guess his girlfriend uh, cheated on him, whatever that means at that age. But anyways, yeah, so that was another deal where he didn't see her a lot. It was more online and, you know, she was a more of a free will, bad parents that didn't really give a shit what she did. And he had parents that did give a shit what he did. So when it came down to doing things, he wasn't always allowed to do things. And so I'm sure... Availability might have hurt that relationship, but ends up being she wasn't a very good person anyway, so it worked out well. And then he tried another person for a while, and that didn't work out well, and he was just too young. And he did take a lot of my advice. He learned a lot, so he was off dating for years. I mean, he, I don't think he got back into it. He was interested in girls. He seen his sister had boyfriends, and his friends had girlfriends, and you know, he thought he should have one, but... It just never, he just never went through with it, which is fine. I mean, that's not a good reason to have a partner, I guess, is because everybody else has one. So he eventually found another girl and she had her own issues. Uh, a lot of issues, actually, that she was working with, and they mutually broke it off because, you know, he couldn't keep up with it. He was trying to fix a, a lot going on there, and, and he's, he would have stuck with it. He's, a, he's pretty good like that. Now he's with another girl, uh, another country actually. Uh, we're pretty close to Canadian border, so he's got a Canadian girlfriend, which seems to be working out well. It was a little shaky there when everything was locked down, but they're making it work. So, but anyways, back to the current one, the 13-year-old. She's kind of calling it quits for a while. We'll see how long that lasts. Her friends are pretty influential, so we'll see. I had my own experiences growing up with dating. Uh, uh, my first real girlfriend... I think was it was puppy love. It was I didn't really know 
where I was at. I just, I was going through a lot of hormones and she had a lot of, a lot of the right parts, I guess. So, so there was that. And things definitely escalated to a point where I was way too young for the experiences I was having. And can't say those stopped, but she ended up going to a band camp, uh, cheating on me, which really, she came clean, told me about it, which that, that's got to be a good thing, right? I mean, there's stuff there and I get it. You know, we're all young. We're still experimenting, trying to learn things. But she was pretty experienced before she found me because she was still in high school and she had, I mean, this wasn't like, she wasn't of age yet, so she had like a 20-some, 30-some-year-old boyfriend before me. So I'm sure she was still mentally screwed up from whatever that happened there. Which I'm guessing was just, he was getting a little worried about the law and cut her loose. So so she was damaged in that area. And, you know, so yeah, back to back to my story. Anyways, after she told me everything, um, it basically, in high school, I didn't care. I mean, I was just... I was a kind of a free-spirited guy. I mean, I didn't really care that someone cheats on me. I'm not going to give them two, two shits of a... <laughs> no. So I cut it off immediately. Like, cold turkey, no warning, just done. And, yeah, so that definitely screwed her up. I didn't think she was that into me at that time, but she apparently was. And it was it was a long going six months. I mean, it was... I, I don't even know. I mean, it was just... It got so bad that I just, I just couldn't handle it. And it screwed him up in ways, screwed her up in ways. Uh, I eventually got a little more cold-hearted towards women, um, which is what happens when someone cheats on you. I mean, you just, you, you hold that grudge forever. I mean, everybody you date, you're holding it at that, at that level. Like, it could happen. They could do that. And it's, a, it's a hard one to get over. And, yeah, so after that, it was kind of, I went through a couple girlfriends, uh, met, met one and in school, which I eventually married. Yeah, I mean, that was great. Great relationship. I mean, it was kind of like a you marry your best friend scenario. And, I mean, everything in both was exactly the same, which probably is where the problem was at to begin with. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't set up well. I mean, when we first met each other, we were basically cheating on each other's other. So, I went back and forth like that for, you know, a couple, a couple summers. And, you know, we got serious. Uh, uh, she, uh, well, she had her, her issues. I had mine. Mine are still developing into something scarier. But, so we tried. Uh, got married. Uh, had the great relationship. Everybody thought it was perfect. Everybody thought we were doing awesome. And there was a dark underbelly there that, you know, I didn't know about. I mean, she was definitely, I don't know. I don't know if she's just feeling cheated about being so young and getting married, which definitely, yes, we were way too young. Multiple. So there's a lot of things that definitely were an issue. So she was 21 already when I wasn't, and that was drinking age around here. So she was buying minors alcohol, and of course, you know, that's leading to other things. You know, her going places she shouldn't go, and um, she's that older girl, worked in the grocery store with a bunch of younger guys and it's like oh, so of course they're taking a liking to her and she's just eating it up so you know young romantic thinking you know my mom and dad got divorced I don't want to be divorced so we'll make it work and you know over time that weighs on someone's mind and they just pretend like it never happened and try to get over it and so that's always on your mind and th these are the kind of things you try to save our children from so I mean maybe they need the experience maybe they don't I don't know so so that that's where my advice comes from when I give people advice on relationships I mean that and I was in after the divorce, you know, the separation out 
on that. You know, when you stop caring, when you lose the trust, it's 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 a downhill road. It's only a matter of time. So yeah, you learn a lot in the process of dating. And sure, we should maybe let our kids figure it out the hard way like we did. But if we can save them a divorce, you know, having children beforehand, or if you can save them from a heartache that's unnecessary to learn from, uh, I, I definitely think it's worth it. I mean, at some point, you got to know when, when to let them roll with it and figure out what's good and what's bad. You know, maybe I should share more of my experiences with them. I only shared, you know, the ones that weren't going to damage them. Then I went on online dating for a while. Uh, I can't say that was the most horrible experience. It was a weird learning curve to it. But after you learn it, I mean, holy shit, it's it's like, I mean, if you want to be a single guy forever and just work off of that, it works. It's, it's amazing. Uh, as a guy, as a woman, I don't. I don't understand why women do it because there's no there's no good guy on those dating sites. You can try, and the guy guy will eventually come around. I mean, I was one of them. I mean, I met my current wife on a dating site, and you know, I didn't go into her good intentions, of course. I mean, I was I was out there. I mean, I dated for a year on it, and it's like every week with somebody new. I mean, it's just you could have four or five lined up in one week, and it's like you're just talking to people, dating people. You're just hanging out with people and it's like they're all out there for bad intentions too i mean you go on there you you learn i mean I, i'm probably gonna do a whole episode of just online dating because i could it's the old one where you know i knew the old way of doing it but i don't enter the tinder or anything it's just like pof and all the other ones you know the early on ones but yeah that's a scary site too that screws up in your own mental ways i mean it definitely uh opened up a part of me that i didn't even know i had like like when i first started date like back in high school you know it's like you really had to try hard, and now nowadays it's just it's just so much easier. I mean, you don't gotta you don't gotta have money, you don't gotta have success, you don't have to have friends, you know, you don't have anything. I mean, it's just I don't I don't even understand how to explain the way things work now. It's it's like the women reverse the roles or something, and then now they're the guys and they're pursuing just whatever's out there. It's like it's craziness. Uh, you just get overwhelmed with it, and guys are actually back down. It's like holy crap, just stop. But yeah, I mean, so I that's why I rolled with it. I let it go. I mean, I learned a lot about myself, what you can and can't say to, you know, make certain situations happen. Um, I taught myself, you know, I, I understand flirting a little better now. It's like, I didn't realize, you know, things I've, I'm just a nice person. So, I mean, I always say nice things to women, you know, you boost them up. You say this and that. It's like, hey, gorgeous. Hey, beautiful. Or you tell, you're just honest with me telling things. It's like, and you got to not do that if you're not looking for relationships because, Women register those kind of things a lot different than guys do. Like I get compliments, you know, a lot, but I don't think anything of them. You know, you hear them enough time, you just don't care anymore. It's like, whatever, but um, women, they're always looking for that guy. You know, they don't even care if he's married anymore. It's like, they just want that guy. It's like, it just, that guy doesn't exist. If, he, if he's in a bar and, or with a woman or anything, if he's in any situation where you would be unhappy, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's a horrible guy. Don't talk to guys that are married. Don't talk to guys that are with girlfriends. Don't talk to guys that are, I mean, just don't talk to guys in bad scenarios. You know, if they're in the bars and um, they're plastered and you're talking to him and he's talking to you. And it's like, he's going to be that guy afterwards too. So rolling off subject here. So yeah, relationships and teenagers, uh, it's hard to say. Uh, I don't have a ton of like positive advice. <laughs> I guess that's what it's called. I don't have any positive vibes for anybody young in relationships all i can tell them is feel it out uh they're all gonna be practice practice relationships until you're in your 20s 30s none of it's gonna matter you have no experiences yet you gotta gain those experiences and take what people tell you you might not apply it to anything but 
as someone says, they had a scenario because it's going to end badly. It's, it will end badly. We've seen it. We know. Parents aren't just bullshitting you to keep you out of a relationship and whatever. Oh, you're going to make mistakes. Uh, you're going to dump the bad guy for the good guy. You're going to dump the good guy for the bad guy. You're going to oh, you're gonna get caught in scenarios that are bad for you, and you're going to hopefully get over some of the really bad ones, but you might not. So, yeah, so this is more of a kind of a just, I don't know what you want to call it. It's kind of like a rant. It's kind of like a, maybe someone else is listening to something like this and thinking, well, I'm talking to my teenager. Uh, what do I do? It's a horrible double standard out there. I mean, I live, I've lived by it. I maybe still do. I don't know. I mean, if I have a teenage boy that comes to me and asks me about relationships, it's going to be a whole lot different advice than a teenage girl because uh, it, it just is. It just is different. I mean, it's, it's a horrible double standard that's real. Because a girl in a bad relationship and she breaks it off is going to end differently than a boy in a bad relationship and breaks it off. Because uh, we all know it. We all know that you know girls that end relationships with possessive guys, they're going to get smeared. They're going to get run through the ringer. And all they can hope for is they got really good friend base because it's it's uh it's life makers uh um, that stuff sticks uh so if you get branded you know if you're a girl and you get branded a slut or something in school and you're in a small town and you know you're you're never gonna get over that um you're never gonna be outside of that stigma and you can move away but mentally that's still there I mean you're still holding on to that in your mind so yeah um and as a boy it's like and I'm just making assumptions here because I, I really can't tell you the mindset of a girl, but I can assume from my experiences, you know, the stories they've told me, that's kind of how it works. And for boys, I mean, this is the only thing I really, I guess, have experience on because uh, I have been cheated on. I have been, I don't know. That's pretty much the worst of my experiences. But for a boy, it's not, we're, we're emotional. We don't, that first two, two or three breakups, you know, it hits hard, you know, and then we, we learn the wrong things. So we learn like not to say I love you right away, or we learn not to give out certain emotions right away or not give emotions at all, or not to be that nice chivalrous guy that, you know, we think the women want because the last one turned us down. So it didn't work. It's, it's a double standard. So you got to give double standard uh, advice. You tell a guy, you can tell a guy all day long, you know, treat her right, give her flowers and candy, all this, you know, old information. It's like, and a lot of them, that's just us grooming that. It's like, those women early on, they don't really know what they want yet. They don't know that they want candies and chocolates. They just, that's what they're told that that's what's right. Um, maybe that's not what they care about. Maybe they don't want it. Maybe they just want you to talk to them, be there. You know, that, that helps. So, I mean, don't go buying six foot teddy bears for your girlfriend. Uh, that's stupid and pointless, and in the end, you know, she's stuck with a six-foot teddy bear, and you wasted a bunch of money. Uh, diamonds, uh, jewelry, I mean, that's sweet and all for, like, Valentine's Day, sweetest day, but don't just go buying those. That's what I did wrong. Uh, I just buy jewelry because it was easy, and a lot of times you just buy cheap jewelry, it's really easy. Uh, so, they like it, uh, they love it, but... Um, you are the really the biggest factor in how your relationship turns out. Uh, if you don't want a clingy boyfriend, you don't want a clingy girlfriend, right off the bat, tell them you don't want that. And tell them that's not how it's going to work. And that won't happen. If you don't like being called babe, if you don't like being called pet names, you know, tell them you don't like that. And it, it's really easy. That's, that's all there is to it, right off the bat. you got that first week. That's your, that's your break-in week where you learn and tell them everything you need to know, everything you want to share and say hey this is exactly where i want things to be right now and it'll go that way so either they'll get scared and run which is great to find out early on or they'll get angry and 
you know, whatever. And you know, good to know that too. You want to know their anger levels because some people can put on a real good show. I mean, I know I've known a lot of you know, relationships where you know these girls meet these guys. You know, as a guy, you can tell right off the bat. You know, you tell her all day long. It's like, oh, he's he's not going to work out well. He's a, he's kind of a loose cannon. And you know, they say, oh no no, he's really sweet to me, but. No, it doesn't work that way. They're really sweet to you until at some point where it becomes ownership and he will turn. I mean, women do the same thing. They get possessive and when they at a certain point in the relationship where they think that you're not going to leave or you, I don't know. There's lots of ways I guess you get stuck in the relationships, I guess, for pity, for you feel bad for somebody, but or just fear. Um, but if you can catch it on early on in the game, you're going to save yourself a lot of a lot of hurt anger a lot of a lot of everything so if there's somebody that's really clingy uh if there's someone that is like always on you on you try to take up all your time uh if there's somebody that uh is always asking you what you're doing what well, i mean where you're going uh if they're if they're not making an effort to know your friends um that's also a, a big big signal because that means they don't have an interest in your life outside of them, themselves and they will try to stop that. Uh, and I don't know if I should say, you know, you shouldn't be, you don't have to be best friends with each other's friends. Because, you know, if it doesn't work out, that's just, that's a whole other train wreck you got to deal with. But um, there should be effort. There should be, if, uh, if you're going to a movie with friends and he, you want to bring him along, he should say, yeah, sure, I, I'd love to do that. Um, but he says, no, let's just stay home. It's like, just little things like that. You can't ignore those things. Um, you got to talk it out. You know, if he has a good reason why, if he's not feeling good, or doesn't feel like socializing at that moment, then fine. But if it's a constant occurrence or it keeps happening, uh, yeah, there's there's issues there. Um, maybe developing. Maybe he doesn't even know he has them, but they're there. And I say he because you know that's just I don't know. That's the way it always seemed to work out. But I, I'm talking from my own mindset. I'm not an angel. I mean, I was like this too. I was possessive. Of, you know, my first marriage. You know, it's like, and I that was what was weird. It's like in high school, I wasn't possessive. I date a person, and if it didn't work out, it didn't work out. I must move on to whatever. But it's like once you get married, things things do change because you're committed to that point. You're at the point where you don't get to just do whatever you want. They can do whatever they want. Um, and when one of them does, you, you become bitter, and it's like it just it just it's just a bad scenario. So you just try to stop it. I don't. Know, I think that's a big problem where marriage comes in. It's like their possessiveness. Uh, so it's like you it can't just say if they. You can just say if they, if they try to stop you in any way from doing anything you enjoy to do, you got to evaluate that. You got to sit down and talk about it. And if there's any sign of anger or violence, then don't even don't even keep talking. Just stand up, get out. I understand there's some people that just can't get out. There's things, you know, kids, um, I guess items. Don't worry about your items, but lock and get your items back. Kids are a different scenario. So. Try to catch it before you have kids. Try to catch it before your kids get too old. Alike, being, being alike, being like in every way, like dating your best friend. Uh, to a point that works, but then again, it gets to a point where you're in a relationship and you want to still make, if you still want to maintain your individuality, but you're exactly the same, you're always going to have someone who want to tag along because that's what they like to do too. So it's not really, you don't have the same things. I mean, you, you don't want to have the same things. Not all the time you want differences like if um i don't know if the person you're with is interested in gardening but you're into working on cars now that's a good split in the middle now you're gonna have to figure out times where you can do either or because um if you have kids you know there's gonna be times where that person's not gonna want the kids around their gardening you're not gonna want kids around you work on your car 
So you got to make it to where you're each getting equal time to have your your time. So that's the hard part because then one person feels like the other one's soaking up all the time. Why they don't get to work on their car? Like you might want to work on your car at nighttime, which is great. But maybe you want to work on it during the day, you know, have a beer, you know, barbecue. It's like have your own personal time working on your car, but she wants to do the same thing on the garden. I, I know I threw in a she there because it can be either way, but um, so yeah, so you have that conflict of time, which that's where the rift starts happening. When that happens more often. So it's a scheduling thing. You got to figure out what works out. Um, if you want to work out during the day, she wants to work out during the day. It's like when you have kids, that doesn't always work. So you have to figure out a schedule. Be okay with that schedule. It can't be, well, today I know it's your time, but I want to do this anyways. It's like, no, you got to you got to find something, commit to it. You know, make it a, a routine. Uh, yeah. So I mean, there's things you can do together. I mean, you're, you're going to still have your things you have a like. Like if you like, know, that's a lot of likes. If you want to, I don't know. If you if you're both hunters, which pretty common where I'm from, you know, spouse, spouses hunt together, but, um, you can do that. Uh, you can each bait the pile, sit in the same shack, you know, stuff like that. Problem is with hunting, I, mean, I know, I'm kind of just breaking off here, but problem with hunting, like, things that are so alike like that, is you have some people that do hunting camp. Now, if you're the old style hunt, hunting camp, you know, I'm from the era where, you know, the guys go to camp. And on the off off days, you know, like weekends, uh, weekend nights, you know, night times basically, or whatever, you know, you, you go to the bars, you know, you talk about your deer stories, you hang out with your guy friends, you do all this stuff, and then, so that's kind of like a personal time, but you both enjoy hunting. Now, if like I'll, I'll say from the guy's point, the guy's out there hanging out with his friends, but he wants to be away from the wife during hunting season, but you're both at hunting camp. Uh, that makes it hard because what are you going to do? Because sometimes when you're a guy at the bar hunting, um, things escalate. You know, you're never going to take it that far. Some some take it way too far and, you know, further and turns into something else. So, and there's always women at, you know, I, I probably should say this for our show too. I mean, hunting camp stories would be an awesome show. But anyways, so that's, that's where you're... It's an example of where things kind of intermix where you can't actually share the interest. So having somebody with you exactly the same, don't do that. Um, have things that are like, try to figure out what you guys can do together that doesn't interfere and causes a rift, like hiking. Hiking is perfect for couples because it's something you both like to do. Um, me and my wife, like we love to hike. We have different ways of hiking, but it's something I can, uh, I can, I can do. Because she likes to stay on trail and tries to, you know, she does cross-country skiing, stuff like that. I like to more snowshoe, so I like to go off trail. I like to explore the woods. Um, I like to walk over stumps and, you know, do hard runs through the forest, you know. Um, so, yeah, there's that. There's different styles of what you like to do, which helps keep it different. You, like, you can introduce each other different ways of doing things you, you do. Um, so, yeah. Um, when it comes to that, 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 branched, that all that branched off of, off of was just someone taking up your time. So... If you notice them trying to take up your time, trying to take away from what you like to do, you probably should walk away. Um, what else is there? There's uh, the that's kind of like the possessive thing, but you know that the ones where uh, 
I guess jealousy is a good one. Um, jealousy is one where uh, it's a many, so many different levels of jealousy. There's the ones where they use uh, anger, the scariest one of them all. Uh, there's one where they use uh, emotional warfare. They try to guilt trip you, um, try to make you feel so guilty about something you just don't ever want to be anything other than them. And that's not good. That just sets everything off for future whatever. But so. If they got a real loose cannon, uh, if they, I mean, you can really tell the loose cannon guys. And sometimes they can control it, uh, even women, but if they can control it where they just, they get angry and they punch things, but they don't punch you or people, I mean, that's, that's hard to say. Because he is, he or she, they are venting it in a way that's at least healthy to where it only hurts them. But when does that not become enough? When does that escalate? And that's, that's the part where you're gambling. Um... There's going to be a point where something happens in life. If they're not stressed when they're punching things and they're expressing their anger that verbally, uh, it's a sign. It's a, it is a matter of time. It could take years. It could take 10, 10, 20 years, but you just never know. Do you want to be on the receiving side of when they finally snap? Uh, kind of like a pit bull. You know, pit bulls, great. They're wonderful dogs. You know, you can, they're the most gentle thing you'll ever own unless they've had a bad experience or they have a reason to turn or, or really anything. It's a, any kind of dog is like that. Um, so people are just animals. You know, we have our breaking points. We have our, our signs. We have, we have everything as long as you're looking for them. Um, you just know, need to know what to look for. And I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't, well, all I have is my experiences. So I do, I do lives once in a while. I mean, I'll reopen this up. I mean, you know, we can go into talks like this which i think it works out great i would love to do relationship advice but it's not my show it's not what it's not my basis of what i do so if, if anybody out there thinks that that'd be a good idea um hit me up um we can do a video chat we can do i do a lot of online video stuff yeah i got for now we'll see how long it lasts i got tiktok live you know i've always thought about doing doing something with that my name's rob uh it's been fun talking at you uh next time maybe be talking with you so Check in later. Check out my TikTok. Uh, it's kind of new. It's mostly just a bunch of dumb videos, but I am doing more lives and stuff. So if you can follow me on there and get on the lives and, you know, maybe hash things out on there. I mean, I'm, I love debating. So uh, TikTok, YouTube, YouTube's fairly new. You'll find me. You might find me there. If you want my links, I'll, I'll post my links on here. If not, email me if you want them and I'll send them to you. But uh, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Facebook's another one where I basically just post updates on my show. I don't really do a lot on there, but I'll do more likes and or not likes, but uh, I'll do more follows, do more lives on there. So yeah, follow me, share, share the podcast. So the more it gets out there, the more I, I'm happy to do it more often. So uh, I do want to get more on a weekly basis, more guests. So I can't do that unless I know people are listening. And so take it from this, what you will. So yeah, share this with somebody you think might want to hear it. Uh, if your kids <laughs> actually sit down, and listen to podcasts, have them listen to it. Uh, you never know. It could be educational and hearing from somebody other than their parents. Someone that's actually dealt with this stuff and lived with through it. And uh, I hope it helps somebody. Uh, talking about it helps me for sure. So I'm Rob. Just talking at you. Next time, maybe I'll be talking with you. We'll go from there and see how it goes. So hope it helps. Bye.